Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? I'm hanging in there, Sean. How you doing, buddy? Fantastic today, and I think I kind of speak for everyone in the state of Kentucky. I'm sure not only is the state buzzing about the Bengals later today, but they're also buzzing because Kentucky, they got, I think, the most impressive road win of the John Calipari era. Saturday night and I know they've had some good ones and maybe someone out there wants to kind of push back and say there's a better one but given the environment and the performance Kansas never had a chance in a place where they'd only lost 15 times under Bill Self that's what makes it the best road win of Calipari's arguably one of the best wins of his tenure yeah what they had lost 15 games at home in 19 seasons right I think this is his 19th season Bill Self that's incredibly impressive. And, yeah, I know they took a loss last year. They were showing the biggest defeats, and I guess Texas thumped them in that building last year. But, again, that was not – Empty building the, last year, too. Yes, it was not – yeah, it was not the same kind of environment that Kentucky just went into. Um, I – my mother turned 50 a couple weeks ago. She had a birthday dinner at 6 yesterday, and I was able to watch bits and pieces of the first half. So, I actually, before we hopped on here, I was going back and – watching all the way up until when I started watching it yesterday when I got home and uh man I was just you you leave, you leave that game you wake up today and you felt like they're they're out in the thick of this national title hunt I mean I don't know what else I need to show you to make you think that they can uh I mean they have everything they need I think to win a national championship and they've had a few games now Sean where they're especially the first half putting up 51 yesterday where their peak offense is just who can stop it? You know what I mean? It's what it feels like. Tennessee's defense was number fifth or number uh, one, right? It was number one yeah. in the country when Kentucky shredded them for 107. Kansas not as good defensively. I think they were like 49th yesterday going into that game, but still a place where uh, they play very, very well. And for Kentucky to go in there, and I know the second half wasn't as good points-wise, but they still basically played them even, right? I think it was 31-29 yeah. in favor of Kansas in the second half. Oh, so. And- and with four minutes to go in the game, they had built a 24-point lead. Four. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like uh, someone reached out to me this morning and was like, yeah, but they got outscored in the second half. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that – It's fine if you are plus 20. Yeah, <laughs> they, the first they half, you know? built their lead. They built their lead even yeah. in the second half. And, you know, Kansas tried to make a run. Kentucky answered with a Kellen Grady three and then Jacob Toppin basket. And the offense has been the biggest – talk of the season and rightfully so I mean they're up to I think number I know they're number three overall in Ken Palm and I think number four offensively right now I think Kansas uh, is pulled up. Uh, yeah Kentucky's fourth offensively yep but here last not the most impressive thing for me though was the defense the defensive energy and you know eight of the last nine national champions have been ranked in, in number 10 in Ken Palm overall well Kentucky's up to three but that defensive efficiency is climbing now up to 19th. It was 24th yesterday. I mean, that is in the team defense, the help defense, the rotations, the ball screen defense, Oscar Shibway getting deflections. Another thing, Derek, a lot of national player of the year talk for him. I think he's going to be your SEC player of the year. Wouldn't be surprised if he's your SEC defensive player of the year as well. Yeah, Oscar, I mean, probably the most important guy. I think pretty obvious on this team just uh, and Bill Self talked about it yesterday I saw bits and pieces of his press conference where he was talking about how good of a rebounder he is 
on the offensive glass, but like how how many balls he keeps alive though that don't actually get credited to him as offensive rebounds, like how many extra possessions he gives Kentucky. Really, no one I've seen like that at UK that I could ever remember. Um, I don't know how many guys in college basketball the last few years have been as important um, on the glass. A couple of things that stand out: uh, the obvious guy, Keon Brooks. Uh, <laughs> 20 sets. So I was listening. Uh, I had not heard Tom Leach on the radio call a game in quite some time, obviously, because I'm practically always there. Or if I'm not there, I'm just watching on TV. So Tom, had, he came on the show back in, I think, September or October, maybe, right before the Florida game. But man, what a, what a treat UK fans have to, to be able to hear Tom call a game. But I was listening to him because, like I said, I didn't get to watch a ton of the first half. And Keon hit a jumper or something. He said, well, Keon Brooks up to 25 points. And I was like, my goodness, already. It was like midway through the second half, Keon Brooks had 25 or whatever, or 23 maybe at the time. He ended up at 27. But it wasn't just him, Sean. It was – Toppin was great as well. I mean, Toppin was – he had 11 points, four or four from the floor. Um, and he only played 11 minutes, so he was very efficient. So that four spot we talked about, it seemed like at least one of those guys typically stepped up. Well, yesterday – they both played well. So they combined for, what, 38 points on 13 of 20 shooting and 11 of 12 from the free throw line with 11 rebounds. That's getting it done. Yeah, it's it's incredible how good they were yesterday. And you mentioned what Bill Self said about Oscar Shibway and the, his ability, the, the ones that don't get credited to him. There was one play in the second half there where two guys went to put a body on Shibway and Shibway didn't really get a hand on it, but the ball deflects off a bunch of bodies, and it lands right in Keon Brooks's hands, and he gets fouled. It was the one where they called goaltending or basket interference, and they just put him at the free throw line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is an Oscar Shibway play. He requires so much attention. Guess who else requires so much attention? You see it when you turn on the tape yesterday. Kellen Grady. There was a possession there in the first half. It was the one to close where Keon Brooks got the lob off of Xavier Wheeler, Kansas was kind of in a junk defense there. They were paying so much attention to Kellen Grady that two guys went to him. Savir gets the reversal and just attacks McCormick, and then they throw the lob. That's the Kellen Grady effect. So they have multiple dudes on this roster right now that require so much attention, Derek, and that's why you're seeing them play so efficiently offensively. Sean, is Kellen about to be a 40-minute-a-game guy? Yeah. I mean, he had 37 minutes again yesterday, and, of course, they were up by a lot. But he played 43 against Mississippi State, so he probably subbed out once maybe that game. I don't remember exactly. Didn't sub out at all at Auburn. And he had some other games earlier this year where it was basically the same way, LSU 39 minutes, Georgia 39 minutes. Now, they had some injuries in those games. They were down Wheeler, um, and that led them playing more. But he's practically never subbing out right now and he's been very effective whenever he was in there so he scored 12 points yesterday had three boards I thought he played some pretty good defense too from what I saw uh, you might have watched that a little bit closer than me yeah. but hit four three-point attempts really uh man when he's in transition I know he hit that one uh he hit the one to put him up 15 and then he hit another one to put him up 20 when he came off uh got a screen on the baseline caught it turned in the air and knocked that down that's basically Sean to me a shot you cannot defend yeah, well, you, catching it and spinning it like that in the air. In the air. You had you had two guards in in Wheeler and Washington find him in transition, getting downhill, and I put the clip up on Twitter this morning. They're finding him three dribbles before he gets the ball in transition, like they know where they're going with the basketball. And you know, Grady's probably talking to him as well. But that's an unguardable shot because he's stretching you out now, 23, 24 feet which is hard to stop when you have guards that can get to the rim like Kentucky has. 
But Grady's this guy, Derek, that we're going to look up and he's going to have one of the best three-point shooting seasons in Kentucky basketball history. Not sure where he'll finish with uh, percentage-wise, but he has a chance to to get close to 100 maids, 100 made threes this year. Well, I was just about to say that. You go – I know he didn't shoot the ball. His percentage wasn't great against Mississippi State, but he had four threes. So he's had three straight games with four made threes, had the bad game at A&M, but he had four against Tennessee. So you go, that's what, the last five games? You know, that's four, five, nine, 13, 17 made threes. Last five games for the season, he's up to um, – Kellen, he has 61 made threes. Next closest guy is uh, Mintz at 24. So 43% still. I know he was up to like 45, I think, at one point this year, and he's down to 43, but he's still uh, – He's playing some great basketball right now. And I think that was kind of the thing too, Sean, that I just felt like yesterday, aside from Keon breaking out and just having a tremendous game, I felt like everyone just played the role so well yesterday. Lance Ware's another guy we could talk about. Went in there, four points, made both the shots. I think uh, one was a dunk, one was a little jumper in the lane. But he played 10 minutes, got four boards. He fought when he was in there. Toppin, again, going back to him, man, just he's like the perfect role player to me. Just he's the kind of guy you you have coming off the bench on a championship team. I don't know if I don't I can't like phrase it very well. It's just like the kind of guy you want, though. I, you feel like all the best teams have a guy like Jacob Toppin, right? Yeah. Yeah. A guy that can defend multiple yeah. positions, can make high energy plays for you. If Keon's struggling, you go to Toppin, but. No, th- this team's complete, and I was asked last night, what is the what is my one concern? I, I don't have any on-court concerns about this team. I think this team's a Final Four team if they play well and they just don't have a fluke game. My only concern is, is if they lose one of these guys, they're not going to win a national championship. Yeah. It, they have to have every single one of them, and, and that's just how it is. Out of the, let's, out of the four, got to have all of them. Out of Oscar, Savir – Ty Ty and Grady. They've got to have those four to win a national championship. Uh, I mean, I think you can maybe survive if one of the others has something or a game or a game or two, but you've got to have those four uh, the entire distance, Derek. And uh, you're seeing Grady. There was a reason why he was the first addition in the spring. Like that was the one that Cal got the ball rolling with. And I know obviously Savier went to the portal and he had to recruit that one, but Grady was done. Like it was quick. And I, I remember saying that back in the spring, like this is a very important piece, and that's why you're seeing him play so many minutes. I think he's the one guy that you can't take off the floor because he's so much, he's so different than what the others do. He is your guy that stretches you out. But even last night too, uh, Ty Ty Washington, two points, but his presence alone made the offense so much better for them. And he had some good looks too, but you know, Cal said he hadn't practiced at all. It didn't sound like so that. That's not something I'm worried about. Most games, and Tata has those looks, he's going to knock down at least one of those threes. So, yeah, he was out there for uh, 32 minutes. Looked, looked pretty good to me in terms of just his health. Um, and and I Offensively, there are no concerns for me. I mean, this team now has shown had a few performances. I mean, 251 and a half at Kansas is very impressive. Obviously, what they did against Tennessee, North Carolina. Um, three blowouts against teams Kentucky fans really don't like. <laughs> yeah. You Who knows if they would have done to Louisville, been, too? Yeah, you know? you Duke, it would have been perfect. And I mean, too, like, if you were to play a Notre Dame right now, I'm very confident Kentucky would win that game. Um, yeah. 
I mean, they've, they've gotten a lot better. And, again, Notre Dame's not having a bad season by any means. I was no, actually they're, looking at them. They're, uh, they got a massive game against Duke coming up. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow night. So, uh, you know, they've not lost a game since the 15th. But going back to them, I mean, they've won two, four, six, eight. They've won like 10 out of 11, looks like. They've only really lost one game since December 18th. And that was the Indiana, a good team. So, no bad losses for this Kentucky team. They've not been blown out. Two of their losses came when they weren't at full strength. I mean, there's a lot to like about this group. Up to number three on Ken Palm. Um, when you were talking about, t- to me, like the, the only thing maybe it's lacking, and I think it can be tightened up, defensively they're starting to make strides, like you said, 19th on defense. It's, it's good enough. It's good enough to win a title, but I'd like to see that get a little bit better, actually, be at least top 15. No great rim protectors on this team, but, you know, that's, I guess, the trade-off, right? With a guy like Oscar, you're going to get a ton of rebounds. He's not going to block a ton of shots, but he brings so much more, I guess, to the game than – does that make sense? Like, maybe the other things he is good at kind of maybe cancels out maybe that one. Because, like, it seems like a lot of the Cal's best teams, you have the erasers at the rim. Obviously, Anthony Davis was tremendous. Willie Colley-Stein um, on that 15 team was very good. And then they've had some other guys through the years that that were very good at protecting the rim. But, I mean, there's really – you have the nitpick. And I still think – I mean, Davion Mintz, I, I think he's he's fine. Like, Davion's doing fine. I like to see him shoot the ball a little bit better. Um, but he's played a ton of basketball in his career. He isn't really a guy that's going to hurt you, right? I mean, he didn't turn the ball over at all yesterday i just want to see him you know knock down some more shots that's it's kind of his role right on offense is to hit yeah. the three-point shot when he's in there well, so and and you mentioned you know the the lack of a rim protector it, it's not there i know oscar sheboy is their leading rim protector with 31 blocks but the other things that he does the 36 steals that leads the team i know he had four oh, last night defensive player oh he you is sent video, you sent me that video um guarding McCormick without fouling right there near the rim. Yeah, just made it they just balled him up. And, yeah. and last night they didn't even register a block in that game, and they still had held Kansas to 62 points. But they had – I know Tata had three steals, I believe. Oscar had four. So, is that it for the team? Do they have any more? Or was that just seven team steals? I think it was seven. But, it was seven team steals, yeah. And uh, yeah. you're right. You're right on those Washington – Sheboy. And, and honestly, for your center. <laughs> and, yeah. And he's done that. He's leading them in steals on the year. Like that's, there were, there were deflections too that he got. There was one play where Kansas tried to go to the post and uh, he ended up deflecting it and it goes off McCormick's hand and out of bounds. And then Bill Self actually, actually took McCormick out of the game. He was so upset with him. But I know there's no elite rim protection there, but his ability to wall you up inside of five or six feet and be strong there and the and the ability to clean it up. If this was a team that struggled to rebound and then didn't get blocked shots, I'd be really, really concerned. But I like that they kind of traded off and they get steals because a lot of blocked shots are going to go out of bounds. These steals are instant fast break opportunities that they're getting points out of. Uh, but they're finding their own and getting in rhythm defensively. There were multiple possessions last night where the rotations were there. I know there was one in the first half where Kansas had a flare screen. Oscar goes out to help, and then the next level rotation, you had Tata and Keon both at the rim, and Tata strips it, gets one of those steals, and they're gone the other direction. So the, the team defense and attention to detail on that in the floor, it is really improving, and I think this will be a team that settles in somewhere in that top 15 in Ken Palm. Any projections on where you think they might be in the AP poll this week? 
I was thinking seventh. I was seven was the area I think that they should be. Will they go any higher? I know Baylor lost, you know, Kansas lost. Who else lost in that top 10? Anyone else in there? Or is that it? Uh, but they're going to get a lot of votes this week. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about Lenardi just having them as the top three seed this morning? Like I thought they would climb all the way to the two line with that. Well, um, I mean, it's not a problem, but I, I thought that that was an instant put you on the two line top win when you don't have any bad losses. And now you got your four and four against quad one. Yes, yeah, so their quad one wins are Kansas, Tennessee, is North Carolina. I assume they're quad one. Yeah. Who's and the other? Texas AM on the road. Oh, okay. Texas AM. Yeah. yeah, man, we were talking Mississippi State up and they got drilled yesterday <laughs> at <laughs> Texas Tech. They lost by 26. So, um, and then AM lost yesterday too to South Carolina, right? At home. I think yeah, they did. Bad loss for those guys. Uh, and, and that one probably, I don't even know if it stays quad one. I mean, it would have to take a, significant nosedive the last time I looked. How, how close is Notre Dame to being a quad one win? Is this uh, I won't be this year or can they get there maybe? I know the ACC, they're just not really great opportunities to get much more bigger wins. That's why you're talking about that Duke game being huge for those guys. On it's, a, it's a quad one loss right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, they good. were 70. Last time I looked, they were, it was barely a quad one. Notre Dame is 69 in the, in the net. So it's five spots. But if they get a big win against Duke tomorrow night, it would be big for Kentucky if that stays a quad one, but it doesn't kill. I was going to say, I mean, there's a pretty good chance that – I mean, I would be stunned if they lost to Vandy or South Carolina or Ole Miss. Like, there's a decent chance at the end of the year UK has only quad one losses, right? I mean, yeah. uh, Notre Dame – or sorry, uh, Duke or LSU and Auburn are obviously not in any danger of that game falling off. Um, and you're seeing, you're seeing Houston there number two in the net. And I know somebody asked uh, in, in DMs, or not in DMs, but in reply to my tweet today about the net rankings, how are they so high when they have no quad one victories? Well, their only two losses are against quad one. And you kind yeah, of Wisconsin get – Wisconsin and Alabama. Yeah, you, you get you get rewarded for that. And I know they're 4-0 against quad two. The, I know the net takes in where do you win these games to? Are you winning them at home? Or are you winning them on the road? There's so much more value in a road win. That's why Kentucky, the win yesterday at Kansas, they're up to eighth in the net, which is their highest – ranking they've been in that category this season but uh you got some confusing resumes out there like alabama very confusing uh -oh. but they're so, gonna, they're going to go all out for kentucky next saturday but when you look at kentucky's resume there the only thing it was missing was that signature road win and they have it now and they don't have any bad losses like this is a, that's a one seed resume if they only lose one game the rest of the way if they go into the NCAA tournament with five losses and they win the SEC tournament, maybe get Auburn, add, add a couple more quad one victories here and there, they could find them. They could find themselves being a one seed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, let's take a look at the week ahead, Sean. Kentucky plays Vanderbilt at Rupp Arena on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Um, obviously, Jerry Stackhouse is not defeated. John Calipari. Uh, they, they've played Kentucky pretty tough at times in Rupp, but I'm not that concerned. But, yeah, you're talking about Alabama. Uh, I don't really remember a resume like this. I mean, they have a victory against number one Gonzaga. They beat number five Houston at home. They have a home win against Tennessee. They have a home win against LSU, and they have a home win against Baylor. So they have wins against one, two, five, 13, and 14 right now in Ken Palm. But they also lost uh, – I don't even know how you describe their loss to Georgia. I don't know how a team loses. A team like Alabama loses to Georgia. They lost uh, at Missouri, which, again, Missouri um, in their home court nearly beat Auburn as well. So it is what it is. But also lost Iona. But, you know, really – when you compare the losses of Georgia and Missouri, you know, Iona and Memphis and Davidson don't really look that bad. I mean, those teams are all top 75 at least in yeah. Ken Palm, but that, that is the team that's like just scary enough you know, at home that it wouldn't surprise me if Kentucky lost there next weekend. But on the flip side, when you see some of these teams they've lost to on the road, I think you have to feel pretty good that Kentucky at the least is going to beat Alabama at home later uh, in February. Yeah, there's there's really good opportunities to pick up wins. You got LSU coming to Rupp Arena. They go to Tennessee. They go to Alabama. They have a road win, a road opportunity at Florida later in the season. There's a lot of quad one opportunities left on the schedule that we'll dive into as we go throughout the next month. But Kentucky's surging right now. Number eight in the net. Number three in Ken Palm. Where will they be in the AP poll? They're going to get a lot of talk over the next few weeks, Derek, about this being a team that can cut down the nets and get to a Final Four. I think that that's the part that's been missing over the last four weeks. Kentucky's been playing good basketball, but every time that they had an opportunity to pick up a huge win, there was always uh, an injury. Tata would go down with an ankle. Sabir would would run into a ball screen. There was always something that was kind of keeping those that talk away. It's It's not going to be kept away now. When you go do what you did at Allen Fieldhouse, you're going to be on everybody's list now as a team that can win the national championship, and rightfully so. This is uh, – I saw some people talking about uh, the 2020 team, and this group reminded them a little bit. I'm just going to be kind of blunt right here, going off Ken Palm. Like, the 2020 team, although it won the SEC by three games, that was not a team that Ken Palm liked very much. They were 24th in offense, 52 in defense. And I know there were people who were convinced that they were going to make a run. I was not as convinced that that team was going to be, you know, they had won a lot of games, though. Don't get me wrong. They blew the game against Tennessee at home where they were up big, and they hadn't lost, you know, since February 1st up until that point. So they were trending the right way, no doubt. This team, though, Sean, has, like, to me, a true makeup numbers look test. This has a true look of a national championship contending team. And I have no doubt. I mean, we'll see what happens with Shaden Sharp. Um, I know it's easy after a game like yesterday to be like, well, hell, these guys, you know, they don't even need them. But I would always take more talent if you can have it. I mean, if he can bring an element to to your team that you're missing right now, then I'd still be all for him playing. But they have the performances on court. They have the numbers right now on Ken Palm to back it up. I see no reason to not be all in if you're a UK fan thinking that this team could win a national championship for sure. Yeah, they can. There's no doubt in my mind that this team is 
one of those five to eight teams that I think that will be in the conversation when we get to March to to win it all. And how much how much growth do they have in them? I don't know. I mean, we they've played without being at full strength quite a few times in the month of January. And they ended January on a very positive note. That was a win that they had to get yesterday. I, I didn't think they'd go out and win it by 18 points. No. I picked them by two. But I, I thought it was a win that they had to have because they needed to get one of those against Auburn or Kansas to really cement their resume and then build on it. February is going to be tough. There's a lot of tough games coming up. But they this is a team that could creep up to that top five in the AP poll by the end of the month. And uh, they're definitely one of the hot teams in college basketball right now. going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I, you wouldn't be stunned if they lost a game at Alabama or at Tennessee or, or even at Arkansas. Or, hell, to go step further, even at Florida. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't. I told you last night I thought they could run the rest of the table the rest of the regular season, and I still think that. Would I bet that as the most likely scenario? No, but I don't see anyone left on the schedule though. That I mean, if Kentucky plays and it's not going to play its best game for you know eight non-straight games. But Kentucky's best is far better, I think, than anyone left on the regular schedule on the regular season schedule, no doubt. I mean, well, LSU's got major offensive problems. Tennessee has terrible offensive problems. Um, Alabama has pretty good, at times, very good offensively. But defense, you know, I, I'm not convinced they'll be able to stop Kentucky enough yeah. in either of those games enough to win those games. So, right now, Ken Palm, I mean, if you go by their winning percentage, they've got them winning out. So, well, I mean, they project the record at 25 and six, so somewhere along the line. I don't, I don't really know how that all works, but because they would be 27 and four if they were to win out. So, I don't know why it's a 25 and six. Uh, is, is that is that going off of what they were projected when the season began? Is that no, I think that changes because I think there were other parts this year where they were like 23 and eight, okay, and 24 and seven. So, I look at it like this if, if you ask majority of Kentucky fans, I mean, obviously, there's going to be the select few that say, no, nah, we want to run the table from here on out, not lose another game, win a national championship. But you you ask a lot of Kentucky fans, I think they would say, no, nah, lose one in late February. Just not anything crazy, but one that doesn't kill you, one of those road games, and then you hit, hit that stride going into the SEC tournament and go on a run. Because let's say Kentucky loses one more regular season game. They go win the SEC tournament. They'd, they'd, enter, the turn, they'd enter the NCAA tournament with, what, five losses then? If they were to do that, probably have a win yeah. against Auburn in the SEC tournament. Maybe could, twenty-nine and five, yeah, yeah. going to the tournament. That's a one seed. You win the SEC tournament, you beat Auburn in that tournament, and I, I hope that's a matchup that we see in Tampa because I'd like to see Kentucky at full strength. Because Derek, I'm just going to throw it out there: had Tata not got injured in that game, I think that you would have seen last night a week sooner. The way that that game was trending down there is 11 point game. I don't know if they would have won by 18, but I think that you would have Kentucky would have had a win against Auburn and against Kansas. Auburn's day is coming. I think, I think, uh, that fan base, they're, they're enjoying it right now a lot. And they should, if you're a traditional football school and you're Bruce is fun, he's got those guys believing that. The way they act, Sean, you wouldn't think college basketball even began until uh, Bruce Pearl showed up down there to coach. But, uh, no, I think if Kentucky uh, – to me, you know, you're not going to hear it publicly. You, you've seen Cal, though, talking these last – you know, how much about that. Those guys went Auburn again. And uh, the thing about the resume, too, I don't know – I don't have it in front of me, the SEC standings. I'm just guessing here. Based on what I've seen in the SEC, Sean, I would think Tennessee probably – has a pretty good chance to be the three seed would be my guess. 
So when you're talking about resume, I mean, there's a chance you could – I don't know who they'd play in the first round, Kentucky that is, but if you play Tennessee in the semis and you were able to beat both Tennessee and Auburn then in the championship, yeah. two more great wins they going could. into the tournament for your resume. Yeah, Arkansas and Tennessee are both five and three in the league. I would give Tennessee the advantage. Yeah. But the rest of that, I mean, the way it goes here, so Auburn, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi State, LSU, A&M, Alabama right now sitting at, as the eighth. At, there's a whole lot of teams at four and four. So you could go into that tournament and get, I mean, honestly, you could get three quad one victories if you win the league tournament. That They'll be playing for a one seed when they get to that point. I'm, I'm confident that that's what they'll be playing for when they get to March. I mean, Tennessee's had a decently hard SEC schedule to this point. I mean, you look at who they have coming up, A&M, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt. They should probably win all four of those games before they play Kentucky again. And then they got to play Arkansas, Missouri, Auburn, Georgia, Arkansas. So, I mean, decent chance they lose to Auburn. I think Kentucky's probably going to beat them again, but they might only lose two more games, you know, the rest of the SEC slate. So, that would be my guess. I would give them the edge over. Who'd you say they were tied with Arkansas? Yeah, yeah. Well, those Arkansas games might end up meaning a lot then. But Arkansas's got a really tough closeout. They still got to play Auburn. Uh, they got to play Alabama. They got to play Tennessee twice, and they got to play Kentucky once, and they got to play LSU. So, yeah, I'm going to say – I'm going to say Tennessee's a three seed. I don't know we're still projecting a month out, but – We are. Well, we're getting into that point now. We're about a week or two away from getting the 16-team reveal for the, the bracket. Right. So, where is Kentucky at that point? And we know that that has nothing to do with anything. We've seen teams be projected ones and two seeds – when it reveals and end up falling plumb out of the top four by the time you got through the conference tournament. So you just, you kind of want to see where Kentucky's at then. I think right now, honestly, Derek, they're to me, they're on the two line before they play Wednesday night against Vanderbilt. You're going to see Lenardi bump them to a two at some point. And then you're just kind of trying to get these wins and you're trying not to have a loss that kills you. If you lose on the road at Florida, if you lose on the road at Tennessee, it doesn't really hurt you. You just can't lose to a Vandy Wednesday night. You can't lose to an Ole Miss. You can't lose someone like that. But they could lose a quad one game and not kill them and still have a, a fight for the one seed. But to me, they're they're going to be somewhere in that one to three range. I don't think they're going to fall below a three seed in the tournament. And a three seed would be that they had to lose probably three times the rest of the way. Well, you, you wouldn't want to be uh... – they're going to be one of those teams, and I know people say every year, but, like, not, not necessarily just for Kentucky. It's just a popular uh... – you know, college basketball tournament saying like, you don't want to see these guys in March. <laughs> and like, I think Kentucky, if you're a, if you're a one seed, Kentucky's a three or whatever, like the, the two seed in that scenario as well is probably not going to be thrilled. Cause if they end up a three seed, like their, their talent level is better than a three seed. Yeah. I think. And, um, you know, we've seen Kentucky teams though, depending on the seed make runs regardless, uh, They've made the final. They made the championship game as an eight seed. They made a final four as a four seed. They've made final fours as a one seed. Uh, you know this 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 group though. They have they have. I mean, you should be all in. I think after yesterday. Any when when I left South Bend back in December, and I, I knew. I mean, we all know just from watching Kentucky enough. Like they're going to get better as the year goes on. But I was really not sure about the ceiling of this team. And now they've taken two more losses even since then. But the way they've played, you just feel like, I mean, they got the look, man. They have the look of a team that can win a national title. Yeah, yeah, they do. And that was uh, 
That's my expert analysis. They, they just look like it. They look like they could win the championship. You, you know, you texted me and you said that Keon had a look about him yesterday. He did. When he made that pass, go back and watch it. If you guys want to go back and watch, when he made that bounce pass to Oscar for an end one, just the look in Keon's eye, I don't think I've seen it before. No. And it wasn't even him scoring or dunking or anything. It was on a pass. Like, he was just locked in yesterday. And as, as we close here, I think I got to acknowledge that the mailbag question this week was, had he peaked at Kentucky? And I think – He's not going to score 25 again. No. 99.9% like, of us all would have said yes. But I, I personally feel like Keon gets too much. I get a lot of people who text me who are very hard on Keon. I, I think he personally gets a little too much. Uh, I mean, he's averaging what 10 points a game this year, and it's not just about the scoring. I know there's games where well, he's up to uh, he's up to 11.1 now after yesterday, but I know there are times like where it looks like I think Keon's one of those guys, Sean, that like sometimes it looks like he's not playing as hard as he could be. Yeah. And I think that's why it gets people upset. But I don't know that it's really well. And the here's case. the other thing too: they they don't play through him, right? Yeah. Right? Like like yes, not your number one option on this offense. Well, yeah. even yesterday they weren't playing through him. That was taking what they gave you. And how many times did you see these guards get downhill and and Keon would kind of curl to 15 feet and he's right there? And you know I know we've talked about the mid range game being a lost start in basketball, but the the shots that we complain about are the ones that are a foot across the three-point line that Xavier Wheeler takes or that Keon would take or some of these other guys, Keon's mid-range game benefits and kind of adds to everything that they're doing offensively right now. It's like the perfect buffer between what they're wanting to do. Is it 20 points? I know Cal talks about there's a certain number of players. Is it 20 points? 25. 25? Yeah. And he wants how many players a year to be able to? Five players. So have they hit that yet? They've got no. they, they've hit it. Yeah, Oscars. Savier uh, had his huge game against North Carolina. Tata had right. big games. Kellen Grady's went for big games. They're there. Like that's they're right there. Like it's incredible. And there's still a whole month <laughs> left in the regular season. You got what six weeks or or more before the NCAA tournament? No, that's probably about right. Because it's it'll be February. Um, come Tuesday I mean big week coming up you, you would think they'd handle their business against Vanderbilt and then you're going to go on the road to Alabama like you said they're gonna they had a great crowd yesterday I watched them that game <laughs> against Baylor and uh, I mean they they'll be locked in they're they're riding a winning streak too and yeah, you right. know Cal and Oates I mean they got a little bit of history uh in Alabama they were the king last year they won the SEC regular season and the in the tournament not, maybe not quite as good this season but you know this is a game, if you're Kentucky, you know, you're going to want to get this one. Get those guys back for what happened last year. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get a mailbag out there uh, this week, and uh, we'll we'll talk all this talk about Kentucky moving forward. I'll, uh, we'll update bracketology, all that stuff as we move throughout the week. Uh, he's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.